The Occupy or Umbrella Movement has been a unique event for Hong Kong. It has indeed few parallels elsewhere. But because of its duration, many, including die-hard supporters, now say it has served its political awakening purpose. And with or without the injunction orders, it's time to pack it in. Mong Kok may have been cleared, but the police's unwarranted aggressive performance there last week—it's more than unacceptable and must be condemned. The amount of police brutality used on mere passers-by was colossal, and so particularly despicable. Thanks to our online media, our new Fifth Estate video clips exhibiting such unwarranted police violence are plentiful. They include scenes of a police baton repeatedly landing on the back of a pedestrian, punches and kicks, and that of a young man being manhandled in the roughest possible way, apparently for his walking too slowly. We have to ask: Since when are walking pace, casual speech, and body language in the streets of Hong Kong would become targets of police aggressiveness? Is Hong Kong now a police state? It's easy to say the police were being provoked. Indeed, you only need a couple of agents provocateurs to stir up trouble, and it's also easy to call for calm. But the people and the police are not on an equal footing. The police are professionals, trained to always keep their cool, and are paid to serve the people. They are in a uniform, armed with a gun. I've always told my police acquaintances that they too are victims of Hong Kong politics. And now they have been ordered to use public security means, laced with、uh, unnecessary excessive force, to try to help solve a huge political problem, which is the demand for true democracy in Hong Kong. And so the police take political orders from above, probably from way above, and they are being reduced to political tools. Beijing has decreed that one man, one vote will be allowed, but only if the big brother vets the candidates. Rule of law? It's only rule by law. The Beijing decree has come after the Siwailong regime lied to Beijing about Hong Kongers' demand for genuine universal suffrage. Meanwhile, Si Wailong has been blatantly ignoring the people's pent-up anger, frustration, and resentment on the political front. Instead, he seems to have taken advantage of the police's impatience vis-à-vis the occupiers and the people in general. What do the occupiers want? The issue is not just the constitution and voting rights; it is the popular grievances which stem from the lack of such rights. Income inequality, expensive housing, appalling pollution, and waste of money on uneconomic mega projects. In addition, there is a rising sense that Hong Kong and even Cantonese identity is being fast eroded as the power elite keeps kowtowing to Beijing to protect its monopolies and mainland businesses. To many, the Occupy movement has been dragging on for too long, and a sense of fatigue has set in. Many have also queried the seeming lack of an exit strategy. To help end this standoff, can we talk? 
Unconfirmed reports say Beijing might be prepared to make the nominating committee more representative of the local population, but such a concession would only be seen as petty, as Hong Kongers are demanding genuine choices of candidates. The truth is, this movement has been so spontaneous, so organic that there is no clear leadership, and this leaderlessness has also become the movement's beauty and the beast. Now, while the inconveniences suffered by the anti-occupiers are understandable, still it doesn't mean the police have the right to abuse their powers, as they did in Mongkok. Some may adopt the、uh, "police can do just anything" attitude because、uh, the occupation of roads is illegal, and that、uh, the technically illegal acts have been dividing the population and could threaten the rule of law. This line of thinking has been pushed by the government and by Beijing, but it has little basis in law or history. Civil disobedience has a long and proud history in democracies as a way of bringing attention to unjust laws, such as that which once denied women the vote in Britain and blacks equal rights in the United States. But those engaging it must be non-violent and accept that prosecution and possible imprisonment is a likely outcome. According to a recent poll conducted at the、uh, occupied Harcourt Road, at least half of the occupiers there were quite prepared to call it quits for now, as they've made clear their democracy point. But after what has happened in Mongkok, many of them now seem to be saying they're not ready to bow to police brutality, to succumb to police abuse of power. No, they're not about to leave just yet. No one can predict what's going to be like when it's their turn to be removed. Naturally, perhaps all the、uh, occupied sites will be cleared out in the end. But what the authorities can't clear are the people's hearts and minds. The symbolic umbrella will forever be etched in our collective memory and stay in Hong Kong's history. Hong Kong needs change. Demand for democracy may be a waiting game, but time is always on the people's side.